I'm going to do this podcast. <laughs> PJ Lyles. Table knocking is a really good quality on a podcast, I find. So I'm recording. Oh, we started. Yeah. Didn't know that. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hollywood and Wine, a podcast hosted by four guys who love the entertainment industry almost as much as they like complaining about it. You crushed on the first take. Thanks, man. That's huge. Uh, my name's Adrian Old. I'll be one of the hosts. And uh, next door to me here is Jacob. Hey. <laughs> Jacob Henkoff, uh, a man of few words on introductions, but loves to speak in podcasts. Uh, across the way is Brian. How are you, Mr. BJ Lyles? Buongiorno. That's my Brad Pitt. In that was a great Astros. Brad Pitt. I <laughs> knew what you were doing. Yeah, I, I had to look up and look at you because you. I got confused. Oh, God, it's Brad. I thought it was Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes, oh, Beauty yikes. and the Beast, indeed. Um, mean to Ewan. I mean, let's get things first. Well, first things Ewan first. Ewan I am oh, back is. on the podcast. Thanks for the introduction, by the way. Well, cut? I mean, did he? All he said was, "I mean, you had your opportunity." Uh, you were like Jacob, Brian. <laughs> I said <laughs> I something you about had your Well, I mean, your your this voice is, speaks it's, for it's, itself. Wait, of course, it's this is Luke. Lucas. Lucas. Sorry, Lucas should, Gansmo. Lucas Gansmo, your artist name. Good to be here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Getting off on rocky rocky footing this morning. Uh, it's this the morning. Ab- <laughs> it's, it's, it's afternoon, isn't it? It's seven o'clock. Ooh. It's seven o'clock at night. In the, um, in the morning, it's seven o'clock. All right, so as I was saying, I'm back on the airwaves. Uh, didn't end up leaving like I said I would, and so here I am on this week's podcast once again. Uh, it's a pretty exciting week in entertainment news, movies, things like that. We're going to cover a few topics here tonight, and uh, I say we jump right in. What do you say, gentlemen? Yeah. Okay. Well, don't all speak at once. I mean, I'd hate for you to be too excited <laughs> well, to be I'm, here. I think it's the I'm point sorry, of the podcast. I'm sorry. I was just. I wanted to bring up this uh, this news story that I just saw moments ago. If that's okay. Yeah, please. Um, this is breaking news with Brian. Breaking news with Brian. It's be a new segment, new weekly segment. We're gonna have like 30 <laughs> weekly segments by the end of this. It's thing. a new segment if you read news while on the podcast. Right. That's right. A new segment. Uh, Variety is reporting that there was a reality show. Um, made in, in Britain. Oh, this is fucking hilarious. Oh, this you is already great. heard this? Yeah, this is such yeah. a funny I thought thing. this was a great story. So, um, there was the show called Eden on Channel 4, and it was um, where they assembled 23 men and women and then dispatched them to, like, a random Scottish, like, wilderness and set, told them to set up their own laws and their own society and all that, and they were going to be recorded by four cameramen and then hidden cameras. The problem is the show came out. It was a year-long social experiment. The show came out. Nobody watched it. And so after four episodes, they canceled it, and they forgot to tell the contestants. <laughs> <laughs> so they just, like, they said no one bothered to tell the remaining contestants who reportedly endured boredom and infighting were reduced to one-point-eating chicken feed and only emerged last week from their less-than-splendid isolation to discover the fellow Brits had voted to leave the European Union and Donald Trump was elected president of the United States. <laughs> oh, my God. So they did all that for absolutely no reason. Wow, what a reality check that would be. Yeah, but, you know, that also could be fun to watch. And right? they didn't document any of that? What, they no, just... no, they documented it, but they just nobody. It got canceled four episodes in because right. no one cared. But who was recording it then? So they were recording it, but after right. it got canceled four episodes in, they kept going with the hopes that it would get picked back up brought back from the dead because it's a huge thing in TV now. Shows get canceled, they get picked up somewhere else, like some other, maybe it'll right, go on video right. on demand somewhere or somewhere, so they just were like, fuck it, let's just finish the whole thing out. And then, oopsie daisies. Uh, <laughs> no one gives a shit. Although now it'll be this whole fucking thing where these people existed in a time when shit was going wild and right. they had no idea. Yeah. So in fact, it's probably more interesting now, The fact I didn't even think about the fact that they 
basically woke up like Rip Van Winkle and Trump was president and Brexit had happened and the whole fucking world is falling apart. So fascinating, <laughs> actually. Yeah, I'd watch that. To see that. these naive people living in a world where things are okay still. Uh, no offense to Trump, who's a big listener of our podcast. Um, we're not fake news. Yeah. I would love to watch the just just as the finale to see the reaction. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I don't want to watch the show. I want to watch the moment that they find out that Trump is president <laughs> and that Brexit happened. Like Cameron stepped down while they were in there. Like shit went fucking wild. Yeah, yeah, that would be true. fascinating. Yeah. Be absolutely. like, who the fuck is Theresa May? It's the new prime minister. Right. Anyway, sorry. Thank you for that. Yeah, um, no problem. I just, you know. <laughs> so uh, kicking off news with Brian's fun fact there. Uh, next up, we have Beauty and the Beast. Uh, it wins again. Thoughts on the movie? What did we all? I think we all saw Beauty and the Beast. Have you seen it, Jacob? Uh, the cartoon. So yes, oh, I've yes, seen the movie. You've seen the cartoon. <laughs> if you've right. seen the cartoon, you've seen I've the movie. See, yes, I know that. That's why. Well, that's you've seen a uh, less less backstory. Yeah, There's more I backstory mean, in the live action one. What you can we, you can what, spoil it because I know. We, what do we think? What do we think? We we went and saw it. I together, thought it was fun. Right? I thought it was fun. Music's just as good as it always was. I don't know. Dis- was, it's it didn't a Disney's do new thing. Can well, I, no, can, no, no. Wait, can I ask quickly? Was yeah. Ewan McGregor's accent terrible? He's, no, he's really good. He's, he's, he's one of the best parts of the great. movie. Okay. It was terrible, but it was... <laughs> his accent? Yeah. Oh, the movie. Okay, good. You no, know, his accent was... I thought was, the movie was fine. His accent was in and out. I mean, it, was it was cartoonish. Fine. I thought the movie was fine. Okay. It was yeah, very so, exaggerated. Because well, Jerry Orbach's was great. He yeah. didn't beat him. Jerry Orbach was fucking amazing. Make it, make it known, this movie is not better than the, the, the original. But I don't it's think fine. Right, it's a fine it's movie. Right, fine. Yeah, it's a fine, fun movie. It's, it's a fine. I don't think, fun family movie. but I don't think. I think the whole point of these movies is not to be better than the originals. It's just just make as much money or more money yeah, than yeah. the originals. Yeah, uh, totally. It's, it's. I mean, what you're looking at people who are my age with kids who loved the cartoon when they were growing up, yeah. and now they're introducing. I'm it just to saying their it, children. it didn't feel like anyone like phoned it in, like in terms of performance wise. I thought no. they were all good performances. No, no, it was all yeah. good. It was good, good, good performances. Yeah. The, the, Kevin the, Klein was great. You know, uh, Kevin Klein is always great. Yeah. Kevin I mean, Klein was great in No Strings Attached. No, 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 no. Sorry. Yes, No yeah, Strings no Attached. Attached. Kevin I was so great. glad to see him back on screen. Yeah. I haven't seen him in years, and I was, I was just like, so oh, happy. What a happy surprise! Kevin I heard Klein. you go. It's Kevin Klein. He's yeah, <laughs> not so pleased to see him. I mean, uh, I mean, they're not doing anything new with this. It's it's pretty much almost shot for shot in places. The yeah. cartoon. Um, One hey, thing that I that I really took from it though was the Jungle Book, which I really loved the new one because it kind of broke ground technology-wise to see these super-realistic animals that we're talking in these super-realistic environments. That was really cool. What I thought this one failed to do was that it it redid the cartoon as live-action, but it was very cartoonish. Like, the sets were very cartoonish. Yeah, the performances right. were very cartoonish. You could tell they were redoing a cartoon. There was something weird about the Beast. I mean, he's, his expressions, it it didn't feel like... He looked like a cartoon as well. Yeah. I felt like she was. It felt like she was live action in a cartoon in places, and yeah. and, and it seemed strange to me. But because she, I was like, what's the point of going to all this effort if you're just going to do a, like a live action Belle in a cartoon world? But right. that's but that's the problem with Beauty and the Beast is that the the you have to animate all of it yeah. that's in Happens in the Castle yeah. because it's just... Totally, and that's fine, but it just felt like they didn't go as realistic as they probably could have. Yeah. I had the sense that, I mean, I've seen other films where I, like these superhero films, right? I mean, the majority of that is all digitally created and it feels like the real world. Whereas they could have done this and it being a spectacular world, but some of the characters and some of the spaces felt cartoony. Well, yeah, very cartoony and like this... But look, I would have liked to have seen a Beauty and the Beast like with the cinematography and effects of like Lord of the Rings, like right, you know that type of thing. 
uh, very two very different contrasting things, more realistic and down to earth. But this, this still goes in the vein of where I find remakes appropriate, in that it did something totally yeah, different. I'm totally fine with it, right? Oh, yeah, that's what too. I'm, and I'm totally fine with all 17 that are coming, yeah, uh, because they are making 17 more. They're doing all of their their entire vault. They're remaking his cartoons. The ones that are officially announced upcoming, Mulan, which as of now is not a musical, which I think is stupid. Uh, Aladdin. It seems strange to me. There's a lot of fans of that musical, like the songs. Yes. Uh, and then The Lion King. Uh, and then also, I, I don't know if this is real, Tink with Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. It's a Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell movie? Okay. Also um, Jungle Book 2. Jungle Book 2, right, which is not a remake, but it's a... And it's I a Tink isn't a remake either, so I'm wrong about that. But Mulan, Aladdin, and Lion King three Disney movies that are being made live action um, which I'm also fine with because they're going to do something new with yeah. them well you uh, forgot the, the one so good you forgot the one I'm most excited for which is Tim Burton's Dumbo oh right Dumbo yes of oh, course oh that looks that sounds great yeah um, oh, god I have to look up who they I mean Dumbo if it. you've ever seen the original animation is very it lends itself to Tim Burton so well it's dark yeah it's yeah. a strange strange I'm excited psychedelic for that. Pinocchio weird would be cartoon. great with Tim Burton though. well Robert well, Downey Jr. Been oh Robert Downey Jr. is already Paul just Thomas attached Anderson, to right? yes. Anderson, yeah. Anderson, Paul yes he's J- it, Robert Downey Jr. is Geppetto, Geppetto right yeah, yeah. yeah sorry that'll be great that makes also well, I don't know if that's but I don't think I don't know if that's like I don't think that's happening right now it's been talked about for years well it's a fucking that's a dark movie so that that's great that fit works um but anyway, I think this is this is because yeah, we talked I about mean, this last week about totally. where I think a remake works is when it brings something totally new to the table. Can I say something I think is wild? Because I looked after I saw the movie, I was looking up because um, it won Best Original Song like when it originally came out for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, Howard um, Ashman. That that's what Howard Ashman. No, Alan Menken and Tim Rice or whatever. No, isn't didn't it's the same guy who did like Pocahontas and and um, Aladdin. Uh, but it that movie had three songs nominated for best song of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's fucking crazy. I know. Like La- it seemed crazy when La La Land had two this year. There were Beauty and the Beast had three songs nominated. Yeah. Really? It was Beauty and the Beast, Be Our Guest, and then Belle. Yeah. Like all three of those songs were nominated. nominated. That's, yeah. that's just absolutely other crazy. other and that dudes won so many because he won for Aladdin, Show Me Show Me the World or whatever. Yeah. Let me show you the world, and then he won for. Colors of the Wind for Pocahontas. Like, that's you just won every old thing. It's crazy. Uh, other fun facts about uh, Beauty and the Beast that we just found out. Um, so it is now the highest grossing live action musical of all time. And Emma Watson that's will a pretty be. Small category. Yeah, I was going to say, how, <laughs> ma- how many live action musicals, musicals are and, there? But Emma like Watson will also be the highest grossing actress of 2017. Wow. Because she took a percentage of the gross instead of an wow. upfront. Interesting. Um, which Disney, so she's Disney, okay. Disney not winning an Oscar, but can, can't that that could easily change though with some of the movies coming out? Some not of the with who have back. Not with the money the Beauty and the Beast. Have we made. have we spoke about how she turned down La La Land? No. Well, she turned yeah. down La La Land for Beauty and the Beast, mm. and then Ryan Gosling left Beauty and the Beast for La La Land. Exactly. Which, Ryan Gosling was, was supposed to be Beauty and the Beast. He was supposed to be the Beast. Yeah. I gotta say, Dan Stevens, really talented actor. He's really good in it. My issue with it, and this isn't a spoiler. He's barely in it. He, no, my issue with it is that when he turns back into a person, like, yes. I just like to visit the beast. When he turns yeah. back into a person, it's really disappointing. Well, he, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I had to look him up after the fact because I was like, this he's guy, good. He's good. He's he a great he looks per- odd. Perform- <laughs> a good performance. Really he's cool, but he, he doesn't look like what I want a Disney prince to look like. I'm no. sorry. I want him. I want a square jaw. I want a. And by the by the you way, know, I want a, a, a more handsome look. This guy didn't look that handsome. Just I was another like, thing. Another thing about the movie too. 
the Josh Gad thing, which regardless was ridiculous in any way you think about it. However, they did the portrayal, the people getting upset about the gay portrayal. So fucking uh, overhyped. Uh, that but went over my head. I was like, when was that First point? of all, it's not even outright. Nope. Um, like, I remember at one point, Adrian turned to me in the movie and was like, which one is supposed to be the gay character again? And well, then it was so the, underplayed. There's really just one scene where he's like dancing with a man. And it's a split second where he's smiling, and that was like the portrayal that they were upset. I mean, regardless, it should be. It was ridiculous. Well, no, nobody was upset. Nobody, the people that got upset, the Alabama Drive-In Theater, they hadn't seen the movie. Yeah, they just heard at one point Bill Condon talk about how it's gonna be Disney's first gay character. Kind of the same thing. This this same thing happens in Power Rangers, where Becky G's character is the uh, fuck. I don't remember what color Power Ranger she is, but they talk about how she's the first LGBTQ. Um, superhero and it's just they're around a circle talking about their feelings and he's like one of the rangers is like boyfriend trouble she doesn't say anything he goes girlfriend trouble and she kind of shrugs and that's it and that's like she's the first non-straight superhero which is like cool okay that's fine but like Let's one, it up a little bit. one it's not it's not fucking true. Yeah. Well, you don't get your niggas in a like, nod about it. You know Ursula, what I mean? Like, there's no point getting upset about that. Like, what is it? Well, no, not even. But also, it's, like, not, it's not getting upset. If that's the case, we shouldn't be praising these right. companies for they making these movies. They don't deserve. Totally. Like, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was reading, I was talking um, talking about someone about, with someone about this the other day, how there's this sort of undue praise for this, like yeah. stepping into the Such unknown and ooh. And it's like, no, like really challenge your audiences. Don't play it safe like But it's the same, yeah. It's the same, you know, like people attacking um, Rogue One for having a woman in the cast. And it's like, there was one. Right. It's like, we don't even, we can't even praise them that much. It's just the star. The star of the movie was a woman. Yeah. And the rest were men, except for Mon Mothma. But like, right. There's, right. It's literally of one woman. So it's like, we don't even, they shouldn't even get praised, let alone taken down. Like, you guys are fine. You're all represented. Right, right. You know? If you want to get mad for diversity, there was, you know, plenty of different colors in that film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird that whole thing. But anyway. yeah, I just, Beauty and the Beast. Just to wrap it up, I thought it was fine, enjoyable. Like it's it's nice. It's it's funny how we had. And by the way, Power Rangers did okay. Like it made like forty million. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, just like two like family friendly films that did really well at the box office, which is kind of I think it's nice. How is the singing in Power Rangers? Yes, singing was terrible. Becky G, <laughs> Becky G's in the movie. So if they just took off the mask, I feel like you could hear it a little bit better. Yeah, it's yeah. tough because you get the sound like trapped in there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how is Emma Watson singing? Good. It's fine. Yeah, I thought <laughs> she's auto tuned way. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. The auto tune was way too lot. present for me. You know when you're watching a, something on the screen and it feels like the singing's happening somewhere else, and then they put it on the screen. Uh, I had the same kind of experience when I was watching. La La Land in places as yeah. well, where I, I feel like I'm. It takes like me La out La of it when I don't live, feel. Though. But it doesn't feel a lot like more it. live than Beauty and the Beast. La La Land yes, felt like yes, in La La Land wasn't yeah. good. But still, that whole well thing, you know, that whole experience, the singing I hate. wasn't good. You know who does really good singing, in my opinion, in Beauty and the Beast is um, Ewan Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson is a great voice. Yeah, she's fantastic. In it. I love she, Emma she did, Thompson. Yeah, she really, like the signature Beauty and the Beast. That was one of the Beauty and the Beasts. I'm talking about singing. Yeah, yeah. That, that that was one of the ones where I turned on. Oh, I don't know about that one. Um, I thought it was great. Well yeah, but done. She's never I think she be, grew up. Well I think she grew on. She's never going to be Angela Lansbury. I thought she's there were not. a lot of scenes that looked like they were made for like an NBC live musical. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Like the, that whole opening scene of her going through the, the, the village for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that looks like a, a television oh, set. But it's meant to be mm. campy, too. Like, Yeah, totally. 
I don't. I, don't well, I think what Brian wanted more about it. from it. All right, we should, we've talked about anyway, this for yeah. too fucking long. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, Barry Jenkins uh, has a limited series, the Underground Railroad, um, is is happening with Amazon, from what I understand. Is is this? Talk to me. Tell me about this. I think it's. I think Amazon is getting the most interesting projects of any network streaming anything right now. Isn't there already at, an Underground Railroad show? Yes, it's called under. It's called underground. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's on WWGN. Um, yeah, oh, man, that right? It's great. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm Hold saying up. like Amazon right now. It's critically acclaimed. Uh, regardless, I have a sandwich my in my point mouth. Was, if anyone wonders. Barry, Amazon's got the new Barry Jenkins show. It's got the new Matthew Weiner show. What's the new, new Matthew? Just Weiner. Weiner. Just Weiner. New new show. You can say Weiner. Um, <laughs> it's got uh it's, we swear on this matthew wiener what's his name who did drive sparks Winding the yeah his new show which miles teller just got cast in um and then some other show but i'm just saying like i think amazon's getting the most interesting stuff right now and, i i'm upset that, about this because it's gonna mean we're extra long away from the next barry jenkins movie is he directing the show he's i think he's directing i think he's doing like a dupe he's thing. he's soderberger yeah. yeah he's doing them all oh i'm sorry you which, have to say that by the way that show was canceled he's, he's soderberger the yeah, nick canceled yeah it's the got nick canceled, got canceled. But um, it was three seasons, though. Two, I thought. I thought it was three. Two seasons. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Slow down. What got canceled? The The Nick Nick. on Stars? Showtime. No. Showtime. 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 Anyway. I think it's Showtime. Bit of context Um, for everybody. (laughs) It's a Steven Soderbergh show. But Steven Soderbergh, like, directed every episode of it. Yeah, he directed them all. Um, And I think Barry Jenkins might be doing that with his new show, which is just upsetting because then it's like, if you're a fan of Barry Jenkins, who's made two really great small character-driven films, when's the next time he's going to step behind a film again? Right. Um, Cinemax. It was not on Showtime. It's the same thing that's happening nonstop where film directors are going to TV probably because they have more creative control. Right. Um, But it just kind of is unfortunate that we have a really great director finally makes a great movie and then it's off to television. That always happens. I mean, it's happening more and more, isn't it? Well, Well, I hope he actually does what... Fincher did with House of Cards, where he directs the first one, establishes the style of the show, and then they hire really competent directors but, to kind of mimic that. But by the way, Fincher's a great example of a director who's just so caught up in TV right now that he's not even making movies. He's really caught up in TV because yeah. you can't get any studio to agree with him on a paycheck. Well, so. yeah, they're get, but that's what I'm saying. All these Amazon, Netflix. That's why. That's, but that's, getting, that's yeah. why he's caught up in TV because yeah. that's exactly. I know, but it's just sad that all these directors are going to that. Like, well, it's, it went, okay, but it's sad. Either, it feel like they're either going to make a TV show or they're making a, a comic book movie. But that's not sad. I think it's sad. Why? I think it's sad because I want to see films by these guys. Yeah. But why see, don't you want to see a Ryan Coogler original movie? He's doing Black Panther. I want to see right, uh, wait, right, wait. a Barry Jenkins movie. He's doing wait, TV right, now. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Ryan Coogler, I get. I agree with that. Yeah. I want to see Creed 2 way more than I want to see Black Panther. Or just well, the no, next original Ryan Coogler. Hold on a second. Right. Hold on a second. I want to see Black Panther really bad. I think he's doing a great job. With I do it. too, but, but you could give that to someone else. Right, or you could give it to a really fucking good director yeah, like Ryan definitely. Coogler. But I'm saying Ryan Coogler, like, he doesn't need to But make let's that be movie. honest, Ryan Coogler's not going to be able to make the, the Black Panther movie he wants to make because Marvel's not going to let him. Right, or they are going to let him, and we have to wait to find out. No, what I'm saying is that it's not sad that these directors are working in TV because... By saying that, why? Because it's film and television are very different. Okay. Okay. If, like television, you, I, I get Barry Jenkins getting creative freedom to make a, like an interesting story, like taking a book and and really like exploring arcs and getting to really kind of, you know, I don't not register, but like get to work on something and work through and push through like a great storylines and character arcs. That's great. But there's like Barry Jenkins just finished Moonlight which was made for whatever one and a half million dollars it won oscar he could make whatever movie he could make a movie now he can make whatever movie he wants to make 
there's so few directors right now who have like complete creative freedom to make interesting films because television is giving the rights to do that. But, but in film, there's very few people who can do that just because of the way studio systems work right now, right? Right. Like right. you agree, like most, there's very few directors that can make the exact movie that they want to make, right? Like there's very few, I'm, I'm asking you, <laughs> there's very few, st- would you agree with this? I understand, I understand that you're asking, but you, just, very, you, keep, you keep not giving a break while you're talking. Well, no, it's I'd like, look oh, at you. No, you're right, <laughs> you're right? So yeah, you agree, right? That if you're not like jumping in, I think that you're confused. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> like just like, rude, but that's there's fine. very few directors right now who a studio will give like almost complete creative freedom to, correct? Sure. Okay. There's a lot of TV networks that will. So TV right now, that it's going to get made. Interesting TV is going to get made right now because it's like a golden age for it. Right. Film that doesn't exist right now. Barry Jenkins, though, just became a director who could make the movie that he wants to make because he's got that creative freedom now because he, his film just won Best Picture at the Oscars. Right. But instead of going to make that next movie that could be really interesting, he's going to television where there's already going to be interesting projects made regardless. So you're upset because there's too much interesting TV and you don't no, think that Barry I'm, Jenkins is going to provide anything? I'm upset because I think that there's very few directors who can make an interesting movie right now with well, the landscape that's I mean, not independent. The reason Luke's upset is because he loves movies. Yeah, I want to see... <laughs> he I, want, they, I, want, I love movies. I want to see a Barry Jenkins this, movie. I won't get to see one for a little bit. Now you got to remember at right, the core but, of uh, right, every, uh, all of Luke's arguments is what he likes as we've established with Netflix as is an argument with anybody exactly right totally. but I think the, but, I think the thing that you guys are both you guys both love movies yeah. way more than TV no not way more than TV but I just it, think that right now with Amazon and Netflix there's room for interesting television and a lot of people can make interesting television right now right but Barry Jenkins is something who someone who right now clearly it seems wants to make interesting television so he's he's gonna do that I just think it's not sad that he's going to TV I think it's it, that's what I he think, wants I don't to think do. It's, I think he's going to make an interesting show, and I'll definitely watch it. I just I think it's sad in the aspect where now there's another director who was making really interesting film work right now, right? Where there's very few people doing that in terms of way that are making a film that's interesting and seen on a broader spectrum, right? Um, like it's the same issue I have with like it's going to comic book or TV where Colin Trevorrow makes safety not guaranteed, and now all of a sudden he's making makes studio a, films, a shitty right. Jurassic World. And it's just it's I think it's the same thing with TV where it's with comic books I think they're getting money, and I think they stop making independent films sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I, I get the I get someone handing Colin Trevor the Steven Spielberg coming to you and like here are the keys to Jurassic Park universe. Do you want to take it? Like I get that. Right. It's like taking a joyride in a nice car. It's fun, but it's like we don't get to see the next movie because of that. Which right. Upsetting, I, but with right. television, why it's more a why it's more sad. So to I mean, me it's it's disappointing. Anyone, it's disappointing. Well, no, I, I just I don't I think that is painting with a broad stroke that doesn't need to be. But like, why can't Barry Jenkins just executive produce it and find another young great director to go behind it and make his next movie? Because maybe Barry Jenkins wants, wants to, make it. to work that. in I'm TV. I'm just saying it's sad from my point of view. I think it's may, maybe more the fact that the project he's working on is so broad. If you're talking about the Underground Railroad, maybe that takes a series. For anyone who doesn't. Does, am I the only person who doesn't know what that means? What's the, the underground, underground railroad? railroad? The underground railroad. Is it, <laughs> the underground railroad, it, railroad is a uniquely American thing. It's how we're not talking subways here. Weekly no. American people, history it's, lesson. Yeah, people, with Adrian. New, Fill new me segment. in. People segment. could escape slavery through certain houses. Oh uh, yes, they would. Black people could get out of slavery. Okay, yeah, that's what so I thought it was referring to. I just an, wasn't sure. So, so it's there's like another. The, so there's a current series, the Great Migration, called Underground mm-hmm. on WGN. Mm-hmm. Right now, starring Journey Smollett, I think, and nope, don't remember the other person. Um, and then, um, and now there is another movie. There's a movie coming out 
a Harriet Tubman biopic with mm-hmm. Cynthia Erivo, who just won a Tony. Um, and then now uh, Barry Jenkins is going to make this another TV okay. show. Is it a limited series or is it a TV show? I don't, I don't know the exact. I just, it's Amazon. And I guess so. I, I, I think it's clarify, I, I, which is that it is more of a personal thing, but I'm just saying I guess more of my issue is that it's unfortunate that Film can't open that creative opportunity for Barry Jenkins. Right I think right. that is more what it is. It's not, I think that is a better way of framing it. It's yeah. not that it's sad that he's making TV. What's sad is that, is that he doesn't he doesn't feel do like there's yeah, an opportunity for him in the landscape of film. Mm-hmm. Because just like you said, he has the opportunity to have creative freedom, and if he can't find that in film, that's it's not like it's easier. That's not a him it's problem. Easier to make almost like an independent feature film, mm. but it's but it's almost more of a goal to get to television because you can do so much more with it, I guess. But it's just like, and it's the same, I guess Duplass Brothers have done it too now with HBO where they did Togetherness and now they're doing another anthology series. But it's just, it's. I just think it's unfortunate. Like I wish film had more of an aspect where you right. don't go from conquering the film world, winning best picture at the Oscar to like, all right, great. I can make my TV show now. You know right, what I mean? like right, it's upsetting. right, right. Um, please excuse my ignorance, everybody at home. Uh, I do know, yes, I do know that history lesson though. It's an important one. Um, but I do I do ask, I wonder, I mean, why are they doing, I mean, I guess we, we don't know what the format of the show is going to be and so on and so forth, so we don't know. But I was like, why are we? Why is there another one of the same well, I think thematically, part, you know what I mean? Like, I would say part wise? of that is that people are looking for more art that's representative of that demographic. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm a lot of times up. they lean on it for black art yeah. Well, often the thing that's easiest to get funded by a bunch of white executives is something about slavery. Right. That's how you get 12 Years a Slave winning an Oscar. Now you get right, right. Underground. I mean, yeah, and don't get me wrong. I don't have a problem with yeah. these stories. It's more no, but why not another important story but that's like, out there. I guess there. I'm okay with two Underground Railroad shows when there's like 10 network shows about white people singing a bar. You know right. what I mean? Like, sure, It's, sure, it's sure. like that joke on Master of None where the guy was like, I can't have two Indian people on a show because then it's an Indian show and Aziz is like, or Dev, is like, well, when you have two white people on the cover, it's not a white people show. Right, right. So it's, that's the problem is that this is often the easiest thing to get financed. Yeah. Because it's also supposed it's to be like a, a history too. Lesson. And maybe it's just something Barry Jenkins is really passionate about. <coughs> totally. Um, yeah. Well, he probably had, he's had it up his sleeve for a while maybe. Um, that could also be it. He could have, he could have also been looking for financing and the possibly. people that, people that financed it. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like, have another feature he wants to do right now. Or totally. he wanted it to be a feature and Amazon said, what if you can make it a 10-episode miniseries? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Um, so next up, we've got Justice League trailer released. Thoughts, reactions? A great trailer. <laughs> I ate my sandwich. <laughs> that's a great trailer. I ate my sandwich again. Um, Sorry, someone else can talk while I'm chewing. With, his, with the most annoying trope, though, which you're just talking about, which is the slow covers... Uh, music. Let's I get hate to it. Music. Every, every, let's, every. So, so the, all right, let's talk about the, the music origin, trailer. The origin it. of this is well, I think the origin. Is Wait, just establish what you're talking about. So the first. Social Network trailer comes out, amazing trailer, played "Creep" by this um, Scandinavian chorus. I yeah, think, of children's chorus, fucking haunting trailer. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazingly well done, and then like after that, like 20 trailers have come out in the last like decade. Like Shades of Graded, the Beyonce, Crazy in Love, and, and Fortunate Son was just in one. Like, it's just a very slowed-down version, almost a cappella version of a great but, song. And you're talking about the cover. You, you're talking, like, these are covers that are They're, done in an artistic kind of interesting yeah, way. Like no, I wouldn't. No, 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 no. I, would, I, would, I wouldn't. So, so Creep. I mean, look, Creep. What, what, was, what was... Creep was done in an interesting, evocative way. 
I think the rest of them are just like, let's slow these down, except for Fifty Shades, which was a great cover, Crazy in Love. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's this. It's her trope. own yeah, song. It's just, yeah, it's, but it's the trope. It's the itself. new Inception thing of the bomb yes. that used to be in every trailer. Now it's just like, let's do a creepy slow cover. But that I don't aside, get why it's like, it's because it works. Kind of. It works. Kind of. It works if you're not paying attention. It works if you're not paying attention. If you're like Joe Blow at home and YouTube yeah. comes on and then there's a trailer and you're like, cool. You know what I mean? Like that's what I recognize. I think song, like, maybe this is just me, but it takes me out of trailers. Where the first minute of the trailer, I'm going, "What fucking song is this?" Like I'm right. trying to figure it out. Like, that's what you're thinking about, though. I mean, your head's in that, that art art yeah. space, right? Whereas Joe Blow's head isn't in the art space, and what what are the components going together to create this trailer? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, I kind of recognize this song, and I kind of recognize these characters. Ooh, Ooh. I want to buy this ticket. Yeah, exactly. That's not my thought process. But I not do yours, not mine, but that's, that's... I think sticking out for me is that Jason Momoa looks fucking amazing in this trailer. Yeah. Like, all the shot of the water coming up behind him. Right. And, like, just every line of... I think he's... he's I'm sure he's going to steal this movie. I mean, does this make you want to go see it? Like, thinking about DC, thinking nothing. about what they've done up to this point, seeing this trailer, has has it sold you? you nothing could yet? make me want to see a DC movie, because they've all been tepid. But you really like the trailer. I fucking, I, I, I will say it, Zack, all of Zack Snyder's movies have had fantastic trailers. Yeah. All the, all the DC for, trailers uh, are Superman so great. With, like, the first Superman with um, Man Michael of Steel. Shannon. Man of Steel, that was a great trailer. Really yeah. fucking good. It just, yeah. well, just looked, and they even used the music from Batman Begins. Just looked like Batman but Begins. But by the way, that music... I'm more okay with that music being used over and over again. In a yes, because like that it's rising a great music. Yes. like that. I'd almost prefer that yes. to this stupid right. trailer. That thing. first trailer for Man of Steel is fan with he, yeah. where he's on the fishing boat, yeah. um, and he's got the beard. He's like, "What the? Who the fuck well, is this?" Well, it's like this? a roller coaster to the top. It's yes. like it slowly builds. It's yes. great. This is just like it's, but it's the just, same thing. This great trailer for this. What was great this, trailer for Man of Steel. What was the Suicide Squad? Song and I don't the trailer, remember. but it's just like it's just creepy. All oh, the way it was through. like the it was like Blitzkrieg Bop or something like that. Yeah, it was the actual song. On Suicide Squad, it too. was Blitzkrieg Bop. Yeah, which makes sense Ballroom because that was the whole point. The first Suicide Squad trailer. Ballroom Blitz. Oh, the Ballroom Blitz. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway. either way, it's it's they're all good trailers. But the problem with good trailers is that you can take every piece of the movie that's good at all and just put them in there. Mm-hmm. Like the pro- thing is that his movies have huge set pieces, these massive moments. But they they come together to make a shitty hole. But what, what you so what you're saying is, is DC's record up to this point has made you go, you know what? I'm not going to bother seeing this film. Yes. regardless only, of it, yes. whether it's a good trailer or not. I've been burnt twice by this. The only movie that I'll now. see is Three Wonder times. Woman because I really want it to be good, right. and I would like to give my money to see the first female carried movie with a superhero like i think it's just it's i want to see that one because it's not Zack snyder Mm -hmm. well Um, he no apparently he had more of a hand in it than we'd all like to it's patty jenkins who's directing it who did a lot of the leftovers gal gadot is who's the best part of batman versus superman chris pine is everything and is amazing and everything he does right so robin wright yeah everything about it looks like it should be good right and also i'm super fucking worried about it right and the trailer that released for that last week Looked great. Yeah. Okay. Which also still worries me. I don't trust trailers, but this was a this was a great trailer. Okay. It means nothing though. So, Luki, uh, music society, you gonna go see Justice League? I don't know, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Wait, but but caveat. kind of what's going on in my life in that moment. Right. Luke, it's, it's more like whether I'm not like oh I'm gonna go see this right now, but Wait, if like knows. a group of but, people are gonna see it, you might go. Like, oh, I wasn't yeah, planning I'll come on along. seeing Beauty and the Beast. But Luke sees everything. That's not true. What this Luke? is specifically the type of movie I don't see though. Okay. Like okay. I, it, it takes a lot for me to see a movie like this. Brian, are you going to take one to the team on this one and go see it? No. 
Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. If Wonder Woman, because Wonder Woman comes out first. Yeah. Right. If that's a really solid film and is really fun, I might go see it just for more Wonder Woman. Well, yeah. Justice League was going to be two movies, and they decided to make I mean, it one because to, they're so fucking worried. I mean, to, to be honest, nothing about that trailer got me overly But you don't excited. like these kind of movies at all. No, I do. I do. I really enjoyed Doctor Strange. Which I watched this last week. It's a fucking great film. They no. remade Iron Man. No, Doctor Strange is the worst of all the Have movies. you seen Someone it? watched every Marvel film, that is easily... The no, least. you're the only person I know who said that. Doctor Strange had the laziest storytelling. It had the worst it accent. It had reused his visuals accent from was Inception. Solid. His accent, okay, hard. As an American, his accent was very clearly a Brit doing an American accent. Yeah. <laughs> like there are British people who do fantastic. Christian Bale, perfect American accent. Benedict Cumberbatch was trying. The jokes were lazy. Like the joke at the end where I, I, I quite enjoyed it. I quite enjoyed it. Wait, hold on. Hold I on. just think it was all stale, really, really stale tor- storytelling that was like very obvious. Yeah, it was very so, obvious, but think about comics. That's what comics are. It's like the most obvious storytelling no, in the world. but hold on. Just hold on a second. I want to do a test Often. with you, Adrian. I want They're to complex. A- they get complex. Brian's going to trick you into- But origin Brian's, stories- Hold on. Brian's origin gonna- stories, though, are always like pretty much straightforward. Like this guy's a really great surgeon. He has a car crash, can't use his hands, uses telekinesis to become awesome. Brian's going to describe the plot of Iron Man, and you're going to think that it's Doctor Strange. Right. Because it's the Jacob. same fucking movie. It is no, I movie. I realized that when I watched it though. But well. it was but it's but it was worse. But who cares? It looked cool though. Right. That's what that's what you liked about it though, right? <laughs> eh, for the most but part. But it looked yeah. kind of cool. But at the same time, like, it just wasn't. But why do you the, go it, watch these films if not for cool action and, and groovy stuff? You know, like but, awesome. But there are better. Flashy. Ones. Like all the Marvel things. movies, all of the Marvel movies are better than Doctor Strange. It I was the what easiest. What does that have to do with Justice League? I don't know. We, we just walked down this path. No, he was. He was. I was saying this isn't your type of movie, and he said, "Yes, it is." I loved Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Have you yeah, seen but, any? But of the I was probably in a good that, mood I when think, I watched I don't it think too. You can say like a Marvel movie is like a DC movie. No, they're not. Yeah, they're not different. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I this this trailer, it just had all the tropes of an action superhero trailer, and I was like, eh. Yep. You know what I mean? You know what trailer didn't have all the tropes of an Action superhero trailer, Spider Man: mm. Homecoming. Yeah, looks great. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I about could that one. not be more apathetic about that. Why oh, are you really? so apathetic? Because it's the third goddamn Spider Man. Yeah, but this is like gotten. finally looks like a different Jesus movie. Jesus Christ! It's like they put out a poster of Spider Man like on his back with headphones on, and people lost their fucking minds. It's oh. like I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't know why anyone lost their minds. It looks like a really this is a stupid poster. You got to remember that Spider Man is one of the most loved superheroes. Sure, sure. But this Spider Man movie, but I even like the I like the Andrew Garfield one. Yes, but yeah. Tom Holland is amazing at this. I part. agree. I Who's, agree. Who directed the new one? I don't remember. (laughs) But I do know that the cast is really, really good. And it's probably going to be like John Hughes. It's going to be a John Hughes movie with one guy with, well, two guys with superpowers. And Michael Keaton being the bad guy. Right. I mean, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, but you should. It's a recipe for a good, I think that Spider-Man is going to be the first, Guardians of the Galaxy aside, Spider-Man's going to be the first instance of the core Marvel superheroes veering off into more adventurous movies. And I think that Black Panther will continue that and be less of your standard Marvel movie because I think they are probably going to realize they could they can do whatever the fuck they want and mm. everyone will see the movie. They so now they're realizing, well, if we can do whatever the fuck we want, we can give someone like Ryan Coogler No, that's not going to happen. That's never going to happen because they is. said they were going to do a heist movie with Ant-Man and it was a Marvel movie, basically. They were going to do like a, a psychedelic movie with... 
Doctor Strange. That was going to be their psychedelic one. It was a Marvel movie. What Who has been taking and doing exactly what you said is what Fox did with Logan, which is like, all right, you come see us X-Men movie. Let's make a hard R X-Men movie with X-Men movie with and violence I, and, and risk and people dying. This is coming from a somewhat ignorant place because I don't know who's directed all the Marvel movies, but like I do feel like there seems to be somewhat of an issue between Marvel and interesting directors like working yes, out where you have I agree. Edgar Wright with Ant-Man. You have um, I mean, Ryan Cougar. We haven't seen what's happened yet because I don't feel like they've gotten too far into that. Joss Whedon got John, crushed on the second John, Avengers. John Favreau left Iron Man after one. Yes. Like, I, I, it seems like there's some sort of creative control issue between a really interesting director coming in in the Marvel universe. I think that's Kevin Feige. Is that what his name is? He's the he's the head guy, the yeah. head of Marvel. But Marvel has a formula, and all of their movies feel exactly the same, and they do not veer off that yet. Yeah, and they don't have to because look at the money they're they're bringing in. Except for Civil War, no, not except for um, Winter Soldier. Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier was legitimately out. pretty good action. Winter movie. Soldier was a. A Cold War thriller. That was thriller. their conspiracy movie. It was a really good Cold War thriller. It was thriller. a really good Cold War thriller. Anyway, that's my thought on it. Anyway, we can move on. Anyway, so. we all agree. We're not overly excited about superhero action films except for I think a select few, you, right? None of us are going to see it that we all just like, we had to just start talking about Marvel. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, WGAA uh, potential strike. So, Writers Guild of America. I do believe, if I got my acronym correct, yes. uh, there's a potential strike on the horizon. They were meeting this week, is that right? Uh, yeah, as so to whether they're WGA going to take action was, on it? Well, the WGA asked its members for a strike authorization, which doesn't mean that they're going to strike, but it means that they're asking for the ability that if talks don't go well, they can choose to strike. Which is a, So what's going on is it's, it's the WGA and the AM... PTP, Sorry. which is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. Ooh, um, and the issue is, is that AMPT, whatever, I'm not going to say it mm. again, but I said I think I said it right the you first time. You did it. You're really good. They, um, <laughs> thank you. They, uh, they just had like their biggest year ever, I think. Like They had like 50, 50 plus billion in revenue. Right. And the WGA has had, writers are slowly going down in terms of what they get paid and benefits and yeah their health care is really bad uh, tv like, writing i think sound like 20 something percent for salary comedy writers and television get paid horrifically poorly right um so i think they went to i think what happened was is wj went to them with all these things and apparently what the letter that they sent to their members was that they aimed whatever said no to almost all of it right so wga is asking for the ability that if these talks continue this way they can strike now the issue is is that both of them are pointing fingers back and forth each other right and the other guild isn't being pro like in so, the in the conversation so is this is this like uh you know like them firing a, a shot across the bow here they're a saying it's like saying they like just if you don't start like going right. in our direction it's, a little bit better, we can strike. It's political as, a, as much as it is an exercise of power. 2007? Yeah, 2007. Or, you know, it was, there was Friday a Night Lights' second season? Yeah, there was a big strike. Right. The writer strike. It was real now, bad. What, it was, yeah, it was now, huge. It messed up a lot of the business. Like the second Bond, new Bond, like got drilled by that. Friday Night Lights it. just cut the last seven episodes of the season. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. Wow. Peter, Berg, Peter Berg shows up and then is And not only explained. will you see that though, you'll also see with news stories like this come up is a lot of studios will be like, oh shit, and they'll start green lighting stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's all these packages. Out. There's all these packages now. happening right now. Um, and what well, what's interesting too is like, because the, the WGA, so 
the the concerning thing because I even remember after the Oscars happened, I read something with Kenneth Lonergan where he was talking about the possibility of the strike because the thing that he was talking about was not so much health and pay and stuff like that, but creative control for screenwriters, which is something that's really interesting. Something that obviously will not be discussed this time around because <laughs> they won't even agree to like healthcare plans um, apparently. But what Kenneth Lonergan was said that is the scarier issue, at least for terms of writers, is that someone like Kenneth Lonergan or an Aaron Sorkin or something like that, there can be a massive strike and they'll be fine. But a lot of these TV writers, if there's a month-long strike, months on months, going to a year strike, like how can these people survive to live? And you're going to have writers leaving the industry, which is a scary thing. But what's more interesting now is because a lot of people are saying it's not going to be as bad as 2007 if there is a strike. But I think what's scary about it now is that you have all these companies. Because if you take 2007 when there's a strike, NBC and these movie series and all these places – it's an issue because they can't put out content because they don't have writers writing their scripts anymore. But today, it's like, if there's a writer strike, do you think Amazon's going to care about shutting down Amazon Studios? It's like a fraction of their gross, I right. mean, of the money that they make. It's not even going to matter. Netflix can just buy foreign series. You know, Warner Brothers and all these, they're, if Time Warner and AT&T merge, it's going to be the same thing as Amazon where it's not even going to be a big profit of their money. So I think the concern right now is that if there does become a strike, there's very few companies that are really going to rely on ending the strikes so that they can make money. I mean, even right. talent agencies now, W, uh, so you, William so Morris you, Endeavor, they're more they're more in the sports world making money than they are in film and television. So you mean it will become about attrition, like who can outlast the other? Yeah, and I mean, there's very few companies. I mean, maybe CBS that like if there was a writer strike, they would seriously get affected by because most companies are now owned by a broader organization, where. Amazon or, or AT&T if they do merge with Time Warner, these type of companies where it's not going to matter as much. And I, I'm just concerned that if there is a writer strike that it could go even longer than the one in 2007. And that, But that is interesting right. because right now there are everything's going to start getting greenlit right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. Because studios want projects in case this thing goes on long. Right. So that's why, like, you'll you for the next few weeks, even. You're yeah. Read. Johnny Depp just sold a project. That's why that Doctor Doolittle shit happened last. Natalie week. Portman just had one. Like, stuff is happening left and right because of this right now. Right. But so I they've got stuff in their catalog. Stuff yeah. that they're, they're ready so to make, is ready to go. I so if there's a, a strike, terrifying prospect right, right now with the way that the the system set up for film and television, because if it happens, this thing could go on a long time. And there's going to be a lot of writers who are going to have to just leave the industry because they're not going to be able to make a living. Right. Because that's how little TV writers make right now. Because there's so much TV. They make so little of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's this 1% of screenwriters, like your Sorkins and, and Lonegrins, and, and, and anyone who gets nominated for Oscars pretty much, who they're going to be fine because they have money. But, like, it's TV writers who staff writers so and things little. Like that, yeah. And there's also an issue now with staff writers where they get – you are under the staff, like, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't – you don't get paid for a script that you so you'll write a script right. and you're still just getting paid as a staff writer instead of having sold that screenplay right. or that television script. So right, I think right. it's a really scary prospect right now. Like and it's something that I don't feel like people are talking enough about. I know it might seem somewhat boring to like someone not involved <laughs> in the industry and I apologize for that, but it's it and you know 2007 was a big deal. It was it caused a lot of shit and yeah. I think this one could be worse if it happens. Totally. Anybody else got anything chuck on this? I think Luke's covered it pretty well. Sorry. It's no, it was good. It's, it's great. I, I feel informed. <laughs> this is good. Um, so uh, it's also Quentin Tarantino's birthday. Fun fact for the day. Um, does anybody have a favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Let's start with Brian. Start with Luke. What's your favorite Quentin Tarantino My movie? My favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Your favorite. Inglorious Bastards. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Bastards. I think it's great. 
Okay. I think it's the the Quentin Tarantino, and I love Pulp Fiction. I love Reservoir Dogs. It's if you had to put up any of those movies, I'd probably watch Inglorious Bastards. I think it's so good. I think it's Brad Pitt's best movie. <laughs> I think it's it's. And Dan, I feel like Dan every Kruger's movie best that movie? every movie that every movie Mike Myers' best movie. Um, it's every movie <laughs> since then. Quentin Tarantino, I feel like, has been just trying to make Inglorious Bastards again, like in in some certain way. Really? Yeah. And no, I think Inglorious Bastards was fantastic. That's a broad statement, but yeah, let's just not get into it. Um, <laughs> my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie um, will always probably be Pulp Fiction, um, but however, close seconds for me uh, would have to be. Uh, the entire Kill Bill, both of them together as God, one. Those f- fucking movies are so good. Um, I love that, but I also really, really, really have grown to love Hateful Eight more, more than I watch it. It's a long, I, slow burn. I couldn't make it. It is it. a. It's an Agatha Christie novel on screen. Like it's who Did you not it. see it all? I started fifteen minutes into it and I got tired of it. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen. You should see. I haven't it. seen Hateful Eight. You um, should see it's it. Good. It's I very think, slow. It's a very let's lock the doors, turn out the lights for like three hours, and make some popcorn. I, I and saw, find out what's going on. I here. saw Hateful Eight in like the road show so in I. New York, and I just remember, um, you know, like when you go any events or whatever, you're at some event, and it's always like the lines, and it's like guys just walk right into the bathroom, and women, there's like the line out the block. And I remember with Hateful Eight, they did the intermission, and it was all and it was the first time it was just the dudes were just fucking down the yeah. hall, <laughs> and were just going in and out of the bathroom, like. <laughs> Uh, it was great, yeah. When they did the intermission, it was it was right after the big. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody because you guys haven't seen most of it. The big speech that Samuel Jackson gives halfway through. What he does a big speech. Sorry, didn't spoil it for Fuck. You. But right after that whole thing ends, then they cut to intermission, and you're just like, okay, now we're we're getting ready. Okay. Now Can I say one more thing about my experience watching the Hateful Eight, which is I saw Hateful Eight at the same theater in New York that I saw Selma. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Selma, Jerry Seinfeld and his family were sitting in front of me, and I was freaking out that like Jerry Seinfeld's in front of me. But then when I saw Hateful Eight, the person sitting in front of me was Megan Hilty, which might only mean something oh, to Jacob. Fucking I love just, Megan Hilty. I just thought it was so funny that this Broadway star like sitting in front, and I'm a big Smash fan. Smash um, season two, fucking great. Which like we could almost lead into Girls, which I want to <laughs> yeah. talk about. But I want you guys to say your twin Tarantino movies. But I just, I, I love that she was in front of me for Hateful Eight. That was great. She's great. She's so good. She's Gosh, amazing. She's got a fucking amazing voice. Uh, mine's Reservoir Dogs. It's a good That's movie. It. It's a good movie. I love things that are told out of order. So I guess Pulp Fiction falls into that too. Yeah. But I really fucking loved Reservoir Dogs. Oh, I love them all. I don't think there is a quit. I even love Death Proof. Um, I wouldn't say. Yeah, but you don't have to say even. It's a very just. It's that not, seems to be the one that people like the. People least. don't understand why people people don't like it. They don't understand what the I point know, of it was. I know. I know. The point uh, of it, he and Robert Rodriguez were like, let's fucking make these two shitty back to back B yeah. movies. And it was great. Well, that's what I I was gonna say. Dust till dawn. I I love. I love. I love that. I mean, I it's not it. it's not directed by. Ta- it's uh, written by. Yeah, it's written I think by. It's Rodriguez, isn't it? Yeah. It is Rodriguez. Yeah. I love Robert Rodriguez, even though I'm not a big fan of his movies. Big fan. Big fan of Spy Kids. Spy Kids is a great. Spy Kids movie. is great, and also his he's got an amazing book. Wait, but called, wait, hold on a second. Uh, his the Rebel Without a Crew, Desperado, and Once Upon a Time in Mexico are both really good movies. Do you, okay, but do you know about Rebel Without a Crew? No. He so he, Robert Rodriguez, when he was trying to make El Mariachi, he journaled the entire process. Wait, where he started off. Was it El Mariachi? No, it's Desperado. No, no it's El, El Mariachi. Mariachi. It's El, El Mariachi. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. But he was, he journaled the entire thing while he was making it. And he starts out, the way he raised money for that was he was a lab, human lab rat for like a month. Makes sense. And he, that's how he raised the money. And he journals the entire process from being in the lab to writing the script 
to making the movie to all of a sudden the, the studios start watching it to it goes to Sundance. Yeah. It's the most amazing. Like if you want to go into film, read this book. Also, if you want to watch a really fucking good movie, that's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah. That's the Antonio Banderas one. No. So what happened no. is he made El Mariachi for like eight grand. Oh, so Desperado. Is and he the... was supposed to make it for Spanish TV. Yeah. Well, and he was just going to sell it off. He was going to yeah. sell it off to like Spanish TV or some of this action, wild action movie. Okay. And he put it out there on the indie circuit and it got it a took lot off. of buzz. Yeah. And so they gave, came to him and said, okay, now we'll give you a big budget to make a big budget version of this. He's like, I don't want to remake it. I'll make a sequel. Yeah. And that's, that's what Desperado. Desperado. Desperado is such a fucking good movie. Yeah. Like, I just, it's. I haven't seen it. It's oh amazing. my God. It's so good. It's, yeah. awesome. it's just so well done. So fucking good. It's such a good, like, He's, tight. He's just one of the most film. interesting like filmmakers that I don't feel like gets talked about enough. Because he hasn't made anything good in a long time. The scene, yeah, but he's always taken chances, man. The scenes yes, with I agree. I agree. This God damn it, just the whole fucking movie. So I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna piece it together. Let's what are your just, thoughts on Sin on. City? I love it. Uh the first one? Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just yeah. like a really fucking cool shot at doing something. Yeah. I think and so. And then too. they fucked it up with the the dude with the the follow-up movie with Gabriel Mott. Yeah, the, yeah. The, was the was he what involved was with the sequel that much? No, 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 not the sequel. I'm talking about the the one that came right after the the Spirit. Oh, okay. They fucked it up because they took that same aesthetic. But I think Robert Rodriguez, like, if you look at his just his whole career, and now he's got his and he's got a TV show now off. Dust uh, I got on, what right? he's doing next now. Yeah, but he's oh, he just signed on to something. I read about. He it, is uh, remaking Escape from New York. Okay. I haven't seen Escape from New York. Nor it's Kurt Russell, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Escape from that. LA is the sequel. Yeah. Okay, that makes um, sense with him. Yeah, cool. that does not fall into my remakes that I approve of, though. And then, so. then my my Tarantino Tarantino favorite would be probably Kill Bill, I think. Yeah. Well, uh, Reservoir Dogs. Uh, I don't watch Kill Bill as much as I want to Pulp because Fiction. I, I mean, always want to watch the second one. Yeah, well, you're always in for a ride when you watch Jackie a Tarantino too, film. You know? It hasn't been mentioned. I think it's a good movie. What's that? Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Oh yeah, that's good. All right, let's move on. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, happy birthday, Quentin. Happy birthday. <laughs> I hope you're working hard on that 1930s gangster movie. I hope you're writing right now. It's the last one he's making, right? No, it's two more. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, so, uh, girls. You guys want to talk about girls. This is such a fucking good season. last night. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought, I think girls is, it's having its best season. Absolutely. I think it's so incredible. I think the episode last night was fantastic. Fantastic. I think I, I think what they're going to do for these last, like they have three left, it seems like they're going to focus on one character for each, like Elijah. This was Elijah's yeah. episode. I yeah. thought it was fantastic. I'm so glad Corey Stoll came back. He Spoiler. did. He's so good. They do, by the way, an amazing, speaking of Smash, they take oh a song. Such a great so great. And that whole, like, the whole white man can jump like dancing just reminded me of smash but i feel like well, they also the i don't think I, I think so brian you said you didn't like that whole i i saw the whole like smash type dance routine have you ever have you ever been to an open call no that is what open that was such a fucking good representation of open calls but watching him like mess up and goof around and not know what he was doing with like a basketball i'm like this is just silly this is silliness well, it was a one minute scene from a great episode it yeah was silly. so that to me was a tad bit like how could you fuck it up that much right so to me that veered into it a little bit but the rest of it was Wait, it was, about, was Smash this show about like Broadway, musical yeah. Broadway yeah. people? I loved that. I loved it too. It was I watched a great the show. Great show. I watched the, the first season, season of that. Took some weird turns. No, no, no. But... The second season at the very beginning was a real problem yeah. because the second season they put in this Daniel Sunjata character because who was the guy who got hired to write season two? I don't remember. It was Whatever. Dr- so Teresa Rebecca writes season one. Right. Then a guy comes in. I can't remember his name. Comes in to write season two, 
And then season two is about a new guy coming right. into script doctor Deborah Messing's characters. There's this weird oh, dynamic right. yeah, yeah, of yeah. the guy writing himself in to fix Deborah Messing. Right. And so he's fixing Teresa Rebecca's mistakes, which I thought was like really shitty and pretentious. Right. But the Jeremy Jordan, um, fuck, what is his name? Who's the other guy's name? I don't remember. I just I'm But not- the Jeremy Jordan subplot. All that what they did was they took all these new musical theater writers, including Pasek and Paul, just won the Oscar, um, and they had them write this new musical alongside and some other Bombshell. Too. No, like I'm Andrew saying Andrew McMahon. Wrote yeah, and um, Joe Iconis, like yeah. all these sort of underground musical theater artists that do a lot of performances, like Fifty Four Below, things that which is a, a like a, a small concert venue in New York underneath Studio Fifty Four. But it was a really really cool thing that they did with season two, as they had it. They sort of had you set up this like, oh, a fringe festival show versus this big Broadway show, Bombshell, and then they ended at the Tonys, which was like really, really low production value Tonys. It was it like, was like insanely yeah, it was, low production also value. Also, like my issue, I just hated that like when everyone wins a Tony for the wins, you know, and it's also just like they made it seem like these are the only two shows that right, exist yeah, on exactly, Broadway. Yeah. Like that would ever happen. But in all it. fairness though, that happened this year. Like Hamilton won everything, yes, and then but I'm just saying, like in the color in, purple, where one. it's like he, where the Derek gets nominated for like yeah, yeah, yeah. 45. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. you two, are you two girls? No, I think no, no. Hold on though, <laughs> this is important to talk about. Smash was great. I think Jacob makes a good point where they unfortunately took away. Like I think the first season of Smash is great. I don't even. I even enjoy the second season of Smash. I just think it has some issues with it. The beginning, this the, once they started going. Yeah, I thought it was also also Smash season two. They must have known that it was going to be done because they knew halfway through. Because you you slowly clear so clearly see them like wrapping every storyline up in the best way that you know every way that they can, and it's just. But back to girls. Sorry, um, I think it was a great little tribute to Smash. Andy Andy Mintis. Sorry, that was his name. I felt bad. Um, but I just I think Girls is so good right now. Yeah, it is good. It is also, any good chance to hear Andrew Rannell sing? Yeah, he's a fantastic. blessing. Yeah, it's it's he's insane great. that it's been. The only time that I think you've seen him sing in that show is like when that one he does karaoke with Marnie or something. Right, like and that. it's a joke. Yeah. 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 Um, but like it's I'm 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 excited to like the next episode. It'll be I think Shoshana and Ray's character will be like it'll be their storyline. Speaking which is of good. that, Shoshana's been well, she not wasn't in the she, I think she was well. The she wasn't in the. Season. She's not been in the whole season. Okay. Well, she's been filming. Other she stuff. must she's have been the filming movie. the boy downstairs. Yeah. That movie that's, that's going to South by Southwest. No, no, no. Sorry, Tiff. Yeah. Um. No. Is it Tiff or Tiff. what's what's the one in um, New York? Is Tribeca. Tribeca. Is it Tribeca? It's, it's Tribeca. 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 Um, My friend but, is in that. Uh, I just think, I think Girls is so good right now. I think this episode is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think each episode, like, and I think it's ending so strong, which is so rare for a TV yeah. show that has its best season at the end. And I just think it's so, like, I mean, this is mentioned before, I think, by Jacob on the podcast where it's like, you don't need to have a show that goes 12 seasons. I mean, I would have watched The Office for 20. I don't care, like, even if it kept diminishing. No, that was But it's just, no. like, it's just like comfort food. You know what I mean? Like, I think what's so great about The Girls is, like, all right, this story is wrapping up. And I'm gonna, and Lena Dunham's like, I'm going to move on to my next thing, which I think is great. And I wish more people would do that. Um, but I think I, I'm so excited. I'm sad that it's going to be gone, but I'm so excited for these last three Well, that's nothing new. I mean, Breaking Bad did that as well, where every season got better. Until the final season was the best. Yeah. Seinfeld did the same thing. They walked away from a lot of money. Except for the last episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. But that last season's great. I've never watched Seinfeld. But I think Seinfeld is... I think Seinfeld is... I think Seinfeld is... Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I've never seen an episode Wait, of hold on, hold on. You've, you've never watched Ooh, Seinfeld? Shit. I've never seen one episode of Seinfeld. You and can't ex- have existed am, in the world nope. and not seen Seinfeld. Yep. I am, I believe, the only Jew alive 
who's never seen an episode of Seinfeld. I think Seinfeld is, but the thing about Seinfeld is, is it's consistently good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. think Girls has been like a trek, like it's getting better. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, I think Girls is more like a like a sign curve. It's been up okay, and up and, but, up and but down. What I'm saying is like Seinfeld. Yeah, it ends great, but it's like every episode of that show is fucking great. Yeah, know. You know it what is, I mean? It like, it's it's true. yeah, totally, totally, totally. Agree. Shut yeah. the fuck up. I, it's amazing. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, yeah, you should just start. You've got watching homework. It. Like, I tell you, you okay. need to go watch like five episodes of Seinfeld and then watch ET, which you still haven't seen. Yeah, still haven't seen ET. I haven't seen ET either. So it's fine. It's a fine movie. It'll make you want to eat Reese's Pieces. Uh, it's already, a great I, movie. I already want to eat Reese's Pieces. That's, That's true, all the time. <laughs> yeah, <I don't>, yeah. <laughs> fine movie. All right. Uh, okay, let's keep going. All right. So, uh, uh, so uh, Billy Wilder, he passed away 15 years ago. Today. Just wanted to say you're he's, a champ. I think he's one of the best directors that ever lived. Just really quick. just like Thanks for Sunset Boulevard, bud. Thanks yeah. for The Apartment, which is still a perfect movie. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that either. Which you should. <laughs> which is so... Everyone should see the apartment. Give us, give us your top five. Give us top five. Billy Wilder. Just quickly, don't talk about them all. Just say, go see these. The apartment is number one. You should see it immediately. You should see Sunset Boulevard too if you haven't, just because it's considered like one of the great. Yeah, it's important. It's important. It's a great film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some like it hot is great. I think Ace in the Hole is great. I'll say Sabrina, but I would also say any movie that Jack Lemmon and Billy Wilder did together, you should watch because I think it's a perfect like connection of a great actor in a film and a great filmmaker working together perfectly um or anything shirley mclean did with him but he's i think billy wilder's so amazing because if you watch a movie like the apartment that script you could take and make today like without with changing like little things about it mm-hmm. like it's just so well done and it well, stands the test of time so well well i think uh, and i i think the same thing about sunset boulevard as well like yeah the, what they talk about in that film that the thematically resonates today just as well as it resonated ever yeah. you know what i mean you might need to modernize some aspects of it but essentially you know the thematic themes in that in that film are still so absolutely so relevant you know yeah it's a must watch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if you like american beauty if you've seen american beauty right i haven't seen you're that. gonna you're gonna you haven't seen american <laughs> i'm fucking with you <laughs> if you like american beauty you will love any billy wilder movie it's that's it's, true actually it's like mm. it's 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 a perfect example and almost like Kevin Spacey is almost like the Jack Lemon of that where it's right. like so Thanks perfect. Billy. No. Let me say this again. Jesus Christ. He's the best. Okay. You should watch all of his movies. Thanks if you can Billy. Get his Criterion collection do it. I can't afford it. All right. So uh, we we've got a couple of movies coming out this week. Uh surprise surprise. Uh this week we have Ghost in the Shell, The Boss Baby, and Thank The Zookeeper's God. Wife. Boss Baby looks really fucking funny. Oh my I, God, yeah. get out. Boss Baby looks get out of the room. Really? I'll okay, I'll, I'll leave. leave. <laughs> I would watch the, the Boss Baby, baby before I watched E.T. <laughs> I was like, whoa, we're going to talk about Get Out again? Um, which I'd be more than happy to do, actually. Um, I mean, is any of these like getting you guys excited? I mean, Ghost in the Shell is a semi-original. I'll say original because it's not a franchise. It's well, not a comic book. It was an, uh, an anime movie that's highly regarded. Um, but anything... S- remotely original that's for adults that's even sci-fi i would like to go see so i'm yep. interested in that um i don't, yep. I don't know if audiences are going to come out compared to how like what happened with the r-rated life last weekend Ooh, which yeah. opened in fourth um didn't life and chips make 20 combined <laughs> like, life and chips made under 20 combined oh that's surprising God. i'm surprised chips didn't go as well I, I, I thought that was like a seventh because that was meant to be a crowd pleaser, right? That's just like a, a film yeah. that the the general populace was like they're banking on to go see it because it was like had all those right. 
Well, apparently, it just like no. relied really heavily on dick jokes, <laughs> which well, is like just. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say well, yeah. I mean, you could make the same. T- Twenty One Jump Street was the same idea, but just like apparently was executed way better. Okay, right. So they like just did a tw- shitty job. For instance, Twenty One Jump Street on Rotten Tomatoes has an eighty three percent. Right. Chips, the original series, is like a drama, right? No, no, it's a comedy, it's a, isn't it? Is, no. I think it's a drama. But it's the same thing with 21 Jump Street. 21 Jump Street is not a comedy, it's a drama. Yeah. So it's literally the exact same premise. It's like, it let's is, take and that's what they sold it on. Old it was TV like, let's show, do like yeah, 21 Jump Street. Yeah, but Dax Shepard, unproven, correct? This is his first movie? No, he did um, Hit and Run, the Bradley Cooper movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, that he was also in? Yeah, and Kristen Bell was also in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kristen Bell's in this, in this one, too. I like Dax Shepard a lot. I like Kristen Bell a lot. I like... Michael Pena a lot. I don't need to see this movie. I don't understand Michael Pena's choices because he's so fucking right. good in everything. But I guess he just enjoys making these like dumb raunchy Either comments. way, I'm surprised that Chips didn't do better. I guess it was up against Beauty and the Beast. Is that right? Well, well also, I think, it wasn't, I think it wasn't good. I think it was its main problem that it didn't do better. Well, it's Yeah, but there's plenty of crappy movies that shitloads of people go and see just because yeah. of the poster, because it's something they recognize. But when they're not up against... So on and so forth. Those you know? also two aren't those aren't box office stars. No, they're right. two great nobody actors. in it. They're fun. Right. I love Dak Shepard. I love Michael Pena. As I said, Twenty One Jump Street. Jonah Hill is a big comedy actor. Channing Tatum is a big right feature actor. I just think. And also, you're going and, up and, against, and, and it's a good movie. And it's like a, important. It yeah. also was. was but well I'm saying, done. regardless of Chips, if it was good or not, like right. I, I don't think it has people that are going to. Well, no, it. I think that if Chips was if Chips was good, if they could market it with big reviews I don't and know like if that's true though. but uh, it's not the type of movie you market with big reviews yeah, though like the, and the people who go see these these this type of film to be honest probably isn't going to be checking the tomato meter to see if it's rated highly or not like i think spy was great like a great movie i don't know if that what and it got sorry good if reviews, that's condescending right? spy was so fucking it got funny. great reviews right yeah. and it's like it's a great movie but like i wouldn't like people went and saw spy because melissa mccarthy was in it i don't know if it was because of good reviews yeah. you know what i mean like I think with the comedies, you need some yeah. of a some of a draw on that poster. You know, it's movies like Fences that you need to see those four stars because you see the title Fences yeah. and two people's faces on the poster, and you go, "What the hell is that? Will I do I want to see it?" But then when you see like this, that, you know, it got this in variety, and this says this about that, you know, it's like those kind of re- big reviews, those stars. You see that, and you go, "Wow, that must be a really cool film, a really good film. I'm going to go see that because I've been told it's a really good film." But, now, what I do agree with you, you know, on though, Jacob, is that comedies can grow if they're good so like if chips was good word of mouth wise this next weekend it would get a bigger box office because but, but i don't think that's right, gonna happen it won't. It won't. Yeah. yeah i also want to mention that because life bombed well, kind of bombed um there was a lot of big stars in that yeah there yeah was a lot of big stars in that and it did not do well i don't think well, it was marketed that well i don't think it was marketed that well it yeah had a super Bowl commercial and that feels like about it yeah i don't even remember it yeah but like well no there was a lot of targeted advertising on like facebook and stuff like that and i guess but uh, i think um I just like I think they had trouble marketing it because they, they, I don't know if there's some there's some twist in it, but like every single piece of marketing was just like this is the same movie as Alien, right? Like right. I don't know what they could have done because, for instance, like I would have loved to I would love to watch original sci-fi. I think original sci-fi is amazing. Yeah, I think I feel the same as you, Brian, about it that it's like super necessary to make good yeah. original sci-fi. This did not look like good original sci-fi. This it looked, looked like, like a knockoff, a knockoff of Alien right. with big stars. I'm still going to see it because if well, that many no, people, I mean, the especially first... I'm usually a, a, a huge like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, right? In this. Why did I'm Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds right. and Rebecca Ferguson sign on to this film? Rebecca Ferguson, I get because she's trying to break in. She's like really on the cusp of being a big star in America. Yeah, I think she's Swiss, but um, I don't 
understand yeah. why two of the biggest draws and I think talent two super fucking talented actors who don't need this. It, their also, romance it, is incredible right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. But that's their damn. The sorry, wasted. Really quick, did anyone see that Val Kilmer? weekend twitter rant that he went on no no he spent all weekend tweeting about how amazing kate blanchett is and how like he went to visit her in australia and then like her husband was there and it's like he was like and he tweeted like i had a dream about kate blanchett and Who's? her husband wasn't in the dream val kilmer just when i'm like this weekend right. thing about really kate like blanchett. that really into that. It up. it's amazing um okay, yeah let's move on yeah by the way what's but, the zookeeper's wife about yeah I don't. it's know. about jessica chastain her the, she works at a, she's the zookeeper's wife and it's a Holocaust drama where she's sheltering oh. people in the Holocaust. Jessica Chastain her, only makes good movies. Why aren't they bigger things? Like I heard Miss Sloan was good. Why wasn't that a big? Because they fucked up the marketing and they um, put it out in the middle of yeah they they fifty other Oscar right they movies. they threw it in a much they should have put it in the middle of the year yeah I don't understand why the Zookeeper's Wife is coming out now I would imagine it's because it's not good um, that's my best guess right. right no movie should come out in March that's good also I just want to note here while I'm looking at it uh, Beauty and the Beast um, has made. Three hundred and nineteen million dollars domestic and three hundred and seventy-five million foreign for a worldwide total of almost seven hundred million dollars in that's, two weeks. That's pretty good. Holy shit! That's okay. <laughs> I think Zookeeper's wife's gonna beat that. Um, <laughs> I bank on it. Yeah. Well, boss uh, her baby. accent looks okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I just quickly, I'm excited about Ghost in the Shell. So I, I grew up with Ghost in the Shell. It's one of the main anime I watched when I was younger. Uh, fucking love these cartoons and so i'm hoping i'm, I'm gonna go see just to yeah. see if they fuck it up or not well i love what they did with the marketing of this where they put out the the trailer or they redid the old trailer with the new movie and right. it's shot for shot right the same almost like what they did with beauty and the beast so um yeah we'll see time will tell um so uh let's have a quick look jacob was wrong anything you were wrong about last week jacob yeah okay i, I at the end there i i uh this is I, the, one of the new segments by the way guys uh, called jacob was wrong i downplayed how much i watch hgtv okay mm-hmm. i like it <laughs> all right i'm not not afraid i'm not afraid to admit it what did you watch when you were young that you didn't see et that's what I can't get through. Nothing. Right. I didn't watch any movies. I, I had a, a VHS of Fiddler on the Roof. Again, I'm, <laughs> I'm a Jew. I watched Milo and Otis. <laughs> watched Milo. Does what does know. Fiddler on the Roof explain? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I watched Milo and Otis too. Willow? Otis. Did you have Willow? Willow. Oh, I had Willow. That was just me. Nope. I had Willow. Uh, that explains nothing. a lot. Didn't didn't I think the first movie I saw in theaters was Apollo thirteen. <laughs> My brother got very scared. Uh, I stayed through it. Um, and then I don't know. Then Mary Poppins. Till, that was it. Till, till. I've seen Mary Poppins. I hadn't seen any Disney movies for a really I've, long time. I've never seen Mary Poppins. I've never seen Bambi. I've never seen Cinderella. I've never seen uh, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, Dumbo. Haven't seen that. Dumbo's great. Yeah, just haven't seen a lot of movies when I was a kid, so okay. I'm missing a lot of those Keep 90s. Okay. E.T.'s well, on Netflix, so... He asked it. E.T. is on serious. Netflix. This is true. <laughs> what um, are those movies that you list I haven't seen? <laughs> and uh, our other favorite section, which is called Jacob's Bad Choice. Um, <laughs> seems like a mean section. Or Jacob's uh, Bad Taste. One of those no, two. No, Bad Taste seems really intense. Anyway. Okay, let's go choice. Um, Airheads. You guys ever seen Airheads? I have I seen, seen Airheads. Airheads is fucking amazing. <laughs> Brendan Fraser... <laughs> At Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Is that who it is? I think it's about these dumb, uh, this dumb band who holds everyone hostage in a recording studio. It's just fucking bonkers. This movie. It's so campy. Uh, 
That's just, I love Brendan Fraser's 90s movies. Um, they're all oh, great. Oh, Encino Man. Encino Man's the best one. Yeah. Um, Dudley Do-Right. Eh. Great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to put that on my thing. Anyway, um, but Brendan Fraser, anyway, this is a, such a great movie. It's, Chris Farley. Yeah, this movie is full of great 90s people. Joe um, Nelson, Ernie Hudson. Yes. It's, Michael McKean. Yes. It's so campy and so bizarre, and like they're all wearing these fucking shitty wigs, uh, and they're all so dumb. Uh, it's fantastic, and it's on HBO, so I'd recommend watching it. All right. It's just like a really, it's one of those movies that you can just like turn your brain off and watch this thing, um, and it's not just that I have a fondness for it back right. then. I revisit this thing. If I watched movies twice, I'd watch right. this again. You know what movie I have watched recently? No, because this is my section. So. Okay, sorry. Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. No, what movie I've watched recently-ish. I watched The Lion King. Yeah. God, it's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I like it. I think Wait, are great. you for real? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Why do you think it's terrible? Like, there's just heap. There's a lot of like, um, like plot holes in it where you go. That's so convenient. Wait, what do you mean? Oh I, my I God. can't. He's like, these lines are talking. <laughs> no, no. It's just like super convenient things happen. You're like, like well, what? I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. It was just that something that like came you to my mind. Should have brought this point to the podcast. Then. <laughs> well, yeah. I will. I'm going to watch it while I'm away. I'm going to come back with the thesis. <laughs> okay. can, I, can I say a movie that I think is really good that I was shocked the other day when I found it has a really bad Rotten Tomato score? No. Has anyone seen? Okay. <laughs> Go on. See you next time, guys. <laughs> uh, has anyone seen The Majestic? Yes. Isn't that a good movie? No. No. I don't think that movie's great. I think it's. I fucking love it. It's sappy and overwrought. I love it. Is that what the review said that it was sappy and overwrought? I just remember being like, oh, that's a real low score. I would give it like a 90. I think it's a great. You would have given it a 90? <laughs> it's a great movie. Really? I, I think, think it's, it's like really overdone. I was I super into great. it. I remember watching it and yeah. then being like, oh, there's like 20 minutes left, but I got to go do this one thing. I'm going to finish this later. And then I just never finished the end. So you're like, it's great, and then you didn't finish it. But it means you didn't care about it. I didn't care oh, enough to finish it. Sorry, I, maybe that's, I was thinking Yeah, that's great. Put uh, it but no, I think that movie, do you know what it's about? No. It's about a, Jim Carrey plays a Hollywood screenwriter, uh, oh, when, so and he gets blacklisted. That's why it's a 90. He right. He's blacklisted. Yeah, probably. And then um, he, when he's driving home, he's like drunk, and he veers off the road and goes into a river, and then he wakes up in this small town that years ago had lost um you've lost me well martin oh. <laughs> do you do, do you follow what i'm saying yeah yeah no i do yeah martin lando whose son lando. who the voice is matt damon matt damon went off to war years previously died apparently about it went missing and then when jim carrey Second arrives private run when they parallels when jim carrey arrives on the beach they think that he's this kid who got lost at war and so he then, thinks he and is he's too. got amnesia so he thinks that he's this kid and so he comes back, and, he, and he's in this like small town, and he's and once again, and actually the character's name is Luke. Maybe it's another reason I like it. Um, <laughs> Wait, but, so you're saying your movie recommendation is it's about Luke, Luke a screenwriter? A screenwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch it. Um, but no, and, he, and he's in this small town, and he falls in love with this actress who I can't remember her name. Um, and they, and then he is his memory starts slowly coming back. Right. And then what triggers? I can't even. I won't even spoil it. Just spoil it. Okay, Don't spoil, spoil it. it. I won't. Don't spoil it. See it. I'm gonna watch it. Are you going to see it? Don't. I've got a 16-hour plane ride in like... Bob Balaban is in it too. You should watch E.T. E. first. On that. You better watch it. It's, it's watch Laurie e. Holden first. from The Walking Dead. Thank you. I'll watch um, it. There's a great... There's a re- I think there's a really great plot twist of how he comes back to Wait, memory. Wait, first of all, okay. whose name is Luke in this movie? Matt Damon's character. Don't ruin oh, it for him oh. now, Jacob. 
I was like, no Matt Damon's character's name is Luke. Luke. Yeah. In, Luke's mind. in his mind. Yeah. There's yes. that great scene where Martin Lando's like, it's Luke. <laughs> and you're like, I'm right here. Like, yeah, I'm right here. I'm a blacklisted screenwriter. Gary they won't Marshall buy my scripts either. <laughs> Cliff Curtis is in the... Oh, he plays the movie character, doesn't he? Um, yeah, never mind. Does anybody else have any recommendations for this week? Other than the g- girls, g- go watch girls. I'm going to assume this is what these guys are going to say. Luke Trimble. Luke Trimble, yeah. Um, Rob and Carl Reiner are both in it. Sydney Pollack. Oh, Rob Reiner and Carl Carl Reiner are barely in it. I know, I know, I know. Sorry. Um, Recommendations. The Majestic. A movie I watched this week that I forgot I liked that much was Sleepers. Oh, yeah. With Brad Pitt, Jason Patrick, um, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Really great drama. It's on HBO, so check that out. I don't know. Yeah. Jacob should go watch Seinfeld. Yes, please. Yeah, is it just a thing Seinfeld. now where you just think you're interesting because you haven't seen it? Yeah, like watch, it watch is. the show. <laughs> watch the show. I don't think I'm interesting. I no, I, I, I watched no Love. Interesting. By the way, I binge watched the second first, season. First season of Love. The, oh, you haven't. I'm yet to jump into the Check second. The second um, I'm. I really. I, I enjoyed it. Gosh, yeah. they become unlikable. Don't yes. They? Yeah. About three episodes in, you're like, oh, you both shit people. That, by the way, that's the same thing with girls. But what I love about it, but so well done. What I really like about that season two is 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 that it's. You, you see yourself in in them. You know what I mean. You know those times in life where you go, "Fuck, I that, I was a shit person when I when that happened." Um, they're not they're not afraid to write shit people, which is really refreshing. Well, what's mm-hmm. interesting about the first season of Love is you start off liking Paul Russ, and then you exactly. hate him by the end. But you start off not liking Gillian Jacobs, and then you like her. Exactly. By the end. I think that's really interesting how they were able to work Spoiler. that. And season two. I didn't say why you hate them or just or like them. She's also fucking amazing. Yep. She's. Great. I didn't know she was Juilliard so trained. She's great. Yeah. Both they're both really great. Yeah, Paul Rush is yeah, and he's great like comic actor. He's I mean he's very I mean apart from his look he's he's got a very wooden Woody Allen esque vibe to him right don't you think? Oh, like, I, he's got say, that, like, I wouldn't say he's I don't know nebbish. if he's a Woody Allen. He's a he's a pompous dickhead in yeah. a weird looking body. I almost think Gillian would Jacobs say, would be more Woody Allen esque than Paul Rush. Yeah, no, I no, no but the way looks, his thoughts move, but like I don't the way the character's written. I don't know. I mean, he's like so optimistic though. No. Oh, oh, what I would recommend. I don't like, think I talked... Did I talk about this last week? 17 again? Or no, I mean, not 17 again. Se- Edge of 17. Did I talk about By it last way, week? 17 again's okay. 17 again's a great movie. 17 yeah. is amazing. 17 again is fucking amazing. Matthew Perry's yeah. really good in it. Well, did you know Zac Efron called Matthew Perry and talked to him about, like, like went over how Matthew you know Perry... the movie's a remake? ...would have acted as a kid? Fuck off. Is it really? 18 again yeah. was the original. Yeah, yeah. By the way, God Matt, by the damn line, it. What is that new Matthew Perry show where he plays Ted Kennedy... What? You, there's a mini series Camelot? where Matthew Perry yeah it's called Camelot it's like called After Camelot After or Camelot. something like that Matthew Perry's playing Ted Kennedy I saw this I was fucking walking is the on Katie, Vine is, in Hollywood is, or something like that and I saw this big billboard and I was like what wait, the no, fuck is, is Matthew Perry dressed <laughs> as he looks like an idiot even though I love Matthew Perry and he's playing Ted Kennedy what? but the I was Kennedy's so after Camelot. it says something about Kennedy and I was like if Matthew Perry is somehow playing John F. Kennedy in a movie or TV show <laughs> this is the most insane thing ever yeah but this Ted is the Kennedy Katie Holmes one this is yeah Katie Holmes has been waiting to play. Oh no no, this is the follow up. The follow up to that? No, they made they made already made the Kennedys. This is the right. sequel to yeah. the Kennedys. Oh, but yeah, Matthew yeah, yeah. Perry wasn't John F. Kennedy. But Greg was. Kinnear was, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Which by yeah. the way, I'm more okay with. Yeah. And I love Matthew Perry, but come, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't seen it. I I thought you were joking. Who's the other dude on that poster? All right. So weird. All right. So uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, a, a quick note: CinemaCon, of course. That's uh, that's all happening as well. Um, you know, which is a, what basically what all well, the studios go pitch their films. What a terrible note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> is it too big? Too big? It's almost like bringing up HGTV. <laughs> um, oh, God. I, it's, it's a, a lot. 
a lot worse than that. It's all these studios go and they they show clips of their new movies. All right. Well, um, maybe I just love we, the idea that it's in Vegas. I love this idea of like studio heads like playing like a game of poker and like, well, maybe let's like, talk about it next series. week uh, when it's all to. when it's all wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> when we see see what happens with it all. Um, Probably not. Can we say farewell to Adrian this time for real? Yes, you will. I'm actually getting on a plane in two days. So and next time we actually might have a theme song. Too. We have no idea how we're going to do the podcast next week, though. So that'll be interesting. No, you, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah we do. We'll It'll be fine. It. Oh, apparently, do I just don't? So <laughs> we that's have an yeah. idea. Yeah, because oh, I'm no. Yeah, I'll, I'll give very detailed instructions. But, but you will be back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. Yeah. That yeah, guys. Weird hesitation. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I mean, I'll come back. <laughs> no, no, of course I'll be I back. I don't feel that. That doesn't feel like I'm uh, going to eat my sandwich now because I'm uncomfortable. I'll definitely come back. I'll definitely come back. Okay. Um, it sounded like you were saying goodbye forever. No, no, no. I'll be back. Okay. I'll be back. I'll be here. I ate my sandwich. You won't even realize I'm, I've gone. I think we will because we'll, we'll, we'll have it recorded. And we have to cover all your shifts. That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right. We all work at the same Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> We do indeed. Um, oh my god! All right, guys, thank you very what, much. Are you Max? That's no, a pretty, that was a pretty good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was away from the mic, but I literally did like a knee slap, which I don't think I've ever done. It was enjoyable to almost no one except the people around this table. But uh, whatever. It was Sometimes a fine knee slap. Time. Yeah, straight out of the fifties. Um, all right, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you once again, and um, for everybody who tuned in to listen to us chatter. Uh, thanks for tuning back in. And just in case you missed it last week, here are a couple of Twitter handles and social media um, addresses. Is that what you call them? Addresses or just handles? Is, handles. That, yeah. is that the way we say it? R1 is Hollywood Wine. Hollywood spelled the normal way. Wine, like you're complaining, W-H-I-N-E. Um, I think we have two followers. I think it's me and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can be our third. Uh and, and then, uh, tweet to us. Tweet us questions if you want to hear about anything yeah. in spe- specifically. If you, I will tell you this. If you tweet us a question, we'll answer the, it. we will 100% Absolutely. answer it. I manage the Twitter, and I will answer it. You can it. tweet anything. We will answer it. Mm-hmm. Um, my Twitter is Luke Gansmo, L-U-K-E-G-A-N-S-M-O-E. Um, Jacob has a very active Twitter. I just retweet a lot it's of Hen-Koff, stuff. It's Henkoff, right? Which is no, no, no. It's just it's Henkoff. Henkoff, which is H E N C O U G H. Thank you. It is clever. Um, I don't even know if I follow Brian on Twitter. I don't. I no, don't. I do. He's. I think you 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 either have a Muppet shirt or a PBS shirt in your profile. PBS shirt. PBS shirt. But it's I'm li- next to a Muppet. It's, it's Lyle's thirteen. You're next to Muppet. Okay. L I L E S one three. And Adrian's is Adrian underscore A U L D. Yeah. Yeah. So Jacob retweets a lot, and then like quote retweets. I tweet like every four days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like and then followers. I've tweeted like twice. We have five followers. Yeah, five are followers. Holy shit! Who who are the followers? Can we Lucas Gan- Can we give a shout Luke. out to the followers? Yeah, oh, we forgot to say thank out. you to Mr. Gansway. Thanks, Mr. Maybe Gansway. Maybe he's one of the followers. We'll see. Um, <laughs> who are the followers? Real quick shout out here to our followers. Here we go. Um, Drum roll. We have. Get down on this train now, because once we're more than ten, we're not gonna be able to do this. Lyles. <laughs> Lyles, sweet. <laughs> Luke. Yes. Nice. Me. And I'm not. Uh, Adrian's not even following. <laughs> this, uh, this dude named Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh uh, yeah, Fitz Fitzcracker ninety six. All right, Fitzcracker. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the NFL quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Shout yes. out to you. Uh, Wait for real? Who no. is this person? I don't know. I don't know. He isn't. He's we have following fans. That's it. People. He that's all followers. of our. That's all of our followers. That's hundred percent. So it's four. Nice. Five. Five. We're following five. All right, Mr. Gansmo, I take back ourselves. my thanks. Yeah, Dad, come on, <laughs> give us a follow. Get on it. All right. Uh, come on, Mr. Ganzano. Thanks. Anyway. Shout but. out to Ryan. 
Yeah, shout out to Ryan. Keep on keeping on, man. Yeah, man. If if this is a real person who's listening to this, please tweet us because uh, we want to talk about. We want to know if you're. you're We're looking at your profile photo right now. We feel like we know you. You look like a shop guy, Ryan. Yeah, just give us a shout out. I like your neck cap there. If you got something to say, we'll t- we'll talk about you. You know, I should oh, really yeah. put a, yeah. I should really put a link to the podcast on the on the Twitter. You definitely <laughs> should. <laughs> might help. We're might help with our out. marketing. Then maybe Ryan might listen to it. We're working to stuff. If you out. listen to this, give us. I, I honestly am being serious. We will talk about you next week. We will. <laughs> we will spend a good amount. This won't last forever. But if you, this is an open call. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. It's a dangerous precedent to set, but for the next couple Throw it weeks, out there. we'll do it. Throw it All right. out there. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And. Um, See you in what's up, Brian? Um, just if you wanted to mention any of the people who are hosting us or sponsoring us or anybody. Like of that. course, thank you very much. Yes, uh, this is all part of We Are Tessellate, by the way. We Are Tessellate. Uh, Tessellate is spelled T E S S E L L A T E. And uh, you can check out all of our different podcasts. We've got them coming out the wazoo, uh, mainly in relation to various directors and film series. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was pretty recent. Um, there's murmurs of one for a, a very, uh, uh, well, well, we'll see when it comes out, but uh, a television series that we all know and love, but I don't want to make any spoilers on that one. Um, but yeah, check out uh, We Are Tessellate and also Geeks. Um, and Geeks is, of course, the the uh, channel that we, we, we get our stuff out here on as well. So check out all the other content that we've got coming out. Um, always stuff to listen to. Yeah. Brian Lyles just followed me back on Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. very excited. He's followed me too. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Exciting. It wasn't just for you. Uh, I, I'm just looking through some of your tweets, Luke, and my favorite one is I had a lot of plans for the day, but I didn't know crying during a Coke commercial was going to be one of them. I have funny tweets. <laughs> was, well, that, was that funny? Yeah, well, if you, it was a live tweet during the Super Bowl. Yes. I think I got some great tweets. When I tw- You know what's my favorite thing? And I, Because Jacob's on Twitter so much. If I have a tweet that Jacob appreciates, he will literally text me. So proud of you. I will. That's very true. I say that's a great tweet. Like when you and said, I don't like them. Like when you said you had the diet of a seven-year-old at a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. That is party. very true. And then you know what? Here's the great thing about having a diet of a, a seven-year-old at a Chuck E. Cheese party is I changed it a little bit at the beginning of the new year, and I just dropped like 20 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> like I just started eating some vegetables, and the weight just fell off. All right. Great. I'm out. Bye. Oh, that's a strong ending. Okay, I like that. Okay. No, no, okay. no, 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 no